Hi, and welcome to Phantasmal Farces Adventure Rise, where we delve into the world of entertainment and see if we can pull an adventure out of our arse. Our aim is to inspire and to show, so long as you look, almost anything can be a tabletop adventure. So don't be intimidated, and let's see what we can stitch together. I'm Alan, and I'm the forever GM McCastrix of a group of players in Wales. I love casting my fourth level arcane eye over stories and seeing how they translate into adventures. In this episode, we will be adventurizing Dance Macabre. The song Dance Macabre by the Bang Ghost is off their fourth album, Prequella, and is um, concerned with, as the whole album is, uh, the Black Death or the Plague which is surprisingly prescient, but not why we've selected the song for the podcast. We also are focusing on the uh, video, which follows two uh, teenagers um, coming across a, a party at a spooky mansion, and eventually one of them becomes the Papa Nihil character of the ghost mythos, whereas the other one and all the other attendees get eaten and... Uh, yeah, so let's get into it. It's uh, not a long video, so you can also watch it as well. Link in the show notes. Opinionize. I'd like everyone to say hello to Rodri. Hello, Rodri. So, Rod, um, I don't think it's a secret. I actually um big fan of Ghost. I've, I'm not super hipster about them. I didn't know about them before their first album came out, but I found out about them not long after their first album came out, and I, I've been a fan ever since. And despite being one of their more poppy uh, songs, Dance, Macam- da- Dance Macabre is, as the kids say, a banger. But what do you think? introduced to Ghost by yourself. You went to a concert and I'm like, who are these people? And I looked into it and uh, yeah, they've, they, I, I've started to become a small-time fan of the band myself. This may not be my favourite song that they've ever done, but I would agree with you, uh, the youth, uh, that it is a banger. I, I enjoy it. It's very pop-inspired, so it's not as metal as maybe any of their other ones. But it holds the same dark flavor, even if it's what they say. Yeah, I think that the, the juxtaposition actually lends well to it. Talking about midnight uh, rituals and bewitching people in moonlight, all while to a, a rhythmic song with um, <laughs> evidently has a decent dance uh, routine put to it as well. Yeah, I, I like it. Good video, cohesive story, definitely worthy of an episode, I would say. Um, yep, and and palatable enough that anyone who anyone who can listen to this can definitely listen to the song. Yep. Uh, description to the YouTube video in the description. Mechanize. In order to mechanize this, then would you be looking at the video itself? Because I think that's uh, I mean, there's there's a lot to be cut out of the video. Uh, or would you be looking at the, the theme slash content of the lyrics itself? Um, I would take the video as the main inspiration. I'm definitely going to be drawing a lot from the video. But I do think that the song 
it, it there's a there's a, there's kind of some sprinklings you can put from from the song into it. Um, the the video has more kind of narrative to it, but it's a good video for the song. So I think because the video is so tied to the song, even taking from the video, you won't be ignoring the song. But yes, I'd I, definitely be focusing on the uh, the video. Absolutely agree with you there. Yeah, I mean, reading between the lines and the actual story underlying it all, not the superficial side with the dancers and the skimpy clothes, uh, definitely has a story to be told that is clear and I would say has elements, if not all of it, to be mechanised. Yeah, um, I think some of it requires a, a level of understanding of the, the ghost mythology to fully understand what's going on. But I think, like you say, the, the Dance Macabre video it fits into that larger mythology, but it has a clear beginning, middle, and end of its own as well. Yes, no, ge no gatekeeping here. Yeah. Um, so I guess we always start with, uh, or at least I, my first thought is, where do the players go? And I think uh, in this, I would make it a mystery story so the events of the video uh i wouldn't replace um um the two uh the two young men who approached the party at the beginning of the video i wouldn't replace i wouldn't make the player characters replace them i so would have them start in the story it'd be in the manner itself no in fact i would take it a step back i would make it so that the events in the video perhaps happened several months ago or maybe even over a prolonged period uh, and then i would get them to investigate they talk go around and they talk to the old lady who you know her boyfriend went to the mansion in 1946 and never came back yeah i'd i'd have it i'd have there be an investigative build-up to the mansion. Would part. you have it done over different time frames? So you mentioned earlier that it was in 19. So would you, for argument's sake, have it in, say, the heyday of the golden age of Hollywood uh, and then have a, a, a gumshoe, you know, beat cop come into lock at the door? Uh, would you have the, the players? Um, so, for example, would you have it as uh, episode one or uh, day one of, of gaming you would have them in this and then they would come to some sort of collusion, uh, conclusion so several different one shots with the overarching theme they would then revisit the same manner and they would recognise it because you're a week later it's episode or, uh, one shot number two and they start to recognise things albeit that they are in the 1970s and that the, the manor is run down and that they are renovated and then you've got the 2020 version or 2021, whereby they are just themselves, you know, maybe looking to buy, uh, undergoing this. Maybe they're filming a documentary as as the youth do these days. Um, for whatever reason, then would you have it? Basically, my point being, would you have them visit at different time frames? 
that wasn't something I'd considered. So I don't have a clear vision of how I would do it, but I I love that idea. Like that's that's something I I definitely really like. And you know, like like we say, the 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 podcast is you can get inspiration from from anything. And I actually that wasn't something I'd thought of, but that's a genius idea. And not to spoil uh, the end of the podcast, but I, I will say that the fact I hadn't thought of that idea, but how much I like it, that has increased. You know, I won't, I won't reveal whether I say uh, I'd like to play this or not, but I will say that that idea that I hadn't thought of going into this has definitely made me more likely to want to play it or run it. That 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 it that is a solid gold idea. But it would take some work. But I definitely like that idea, especially because that ties it into. Because uh, in theory, if you follow the ghost mythology, I believe that the Dance Macabre video should be sometime in the sixties for the timeline to work out. Given that he is based on Young Nighthill, that's the actual credit given. And that Nighthill later on in 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 our universe now performing would have been in his fifties, sixties. So we'll argue oh. that he was sorry. I was going to say, or possibly older. He, he, he's, but yeah, he's 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 not a spring chicken. Then yeah, I would say that given he's maybe thirty-two, he's of he's of drinking age in America, um, looking to party. Then yes, I would say that it is going to be. And I just thought that you know having a party, glitz and glam in the golden age of uh, Hollywood just seems to add something to it. Um, so aside from the idea that I suddenly sprung on you, what was your initial idea then? So you said that there'd be a Scooby Gang or some group would uh, be following up. So you'd you'd start with a prequel based off of in the, the you know the fifties sixties. And then initially your group would be coming in then some 30, 40 years later. Yes, to investigate some disappearances. But I may, may now you've given me that idea, I'd have the investigation part occur in the 50s, 60s, and then it would cut to present day for the second part. Okay. Because um, uh, I, I, I would see it as a very clear... Um, distinction. You have the investigation. It will become clear that that in order to find out exactly what's going on, they need to attend one of the parties, and that's when it would switch gear from the investigation to this party's getting weird. We we need to survive so, uh, or or escape. I guess is uh, is pro probably more likely. So this the, these two parts then. Part one is your um, it's a missing persons investigation. They don't know they're dead. Not that anyone does die. You'll have to watch it and find out. Um, so first of all, it's a mission missing persons. Then it's more of a investigation into the disappearances, sort of um, like a mythology type, superstitious type thing. Again, your kids with your cameras trying to do a podcast or Blair Witch type situation. They're only the only way in is to get invited to the party 
and then it becomes a fight for their lives. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'd agree with that. I mean, my thought initially looking at the video would have been, uh, yes, exactly that. It's it's your sort of your standard horror, fright in the story, escape from survival. It's a dark, foreboding night. Um, and then you maybe take Sanctuary there, maybe you're deliberately there, and then the festivities there are not quite what they seem. Everybody maybe seems to have been good spirits, and you're maybe, because you're not an invited guest, happen to be put in the kitchen, and maybe, you know, an odd meal or two passes through. Maybe the servants are not quite what they seem. Maybe one servant comes in, she seems a little bit of a greenhorn, maybe a bit new to the, the, the group um, of servants. Maybe she's a new hire. Um, and, you know, you see the same faces coming and going, but this one never returns. And then, you know, the inevitable things uh, proceed from there. So whereas I would get the players to have some level of expectation of what they were walking into, you would go, you would dive straight in with they're at the party and they don't know what's going on. As in, you. whereas I would give them some level of forewarning, you think it would be better to for them to and I, I kind of agree in in a lot of ways it would be better to have it so that all the weirdness there's no kind of heads up they just see it the first time they see the weirdness is is the first time they know there is any weirdness that's going to happen i approached it from because what you've done differently see is i approached it from not taking away the two gentlemen at the start the, our group, our players, are the two gentlemen at the start. Only there's five or six of them. What you've done is you've kept your two gentlemen there first. I thought when you yes. initially said that you were going to have it set, I thought that you were going to be... They arrived at the party an hour earlier, and then you arrive after them. I didn't realise you'd be saying decades apart, which is what, what sprung that, uh, that thought in my head. But yeah, I, I, in my mind, had them as the uninvited guests. But obviously, initially, the haze are on the back of your head because the gentleman is like, what party? And then he says that you, you've been expected. So initially, you know, but then you're led away as if you're not invited and then stranger things start to happen. Um, so that's a, a question with the, the initial bit where he says, what party? It's when he notices the man who will become Nihil. It's when he looks at him that he invites them in because he's obviously seen that he is the one foretold or whatever. Um, would, would you make it so that one of the player characters was secretly the one they wanted or would it be they, for whatever reason, wanted the whole group? Well... That's what I was thinking. I didn't really consider... I mean, I, it could have then gone one of two ways. It could be then that there happens to be someone else who is either voluntary or involuntarily brought in as the Nihil character. Or it could be that one of the characters becomes the Nihil character. Again, voluntarily or involuntarily. And then how everyone else would react to that. Would they then have to accept that this person is not uh, coming back with them? And they continue to make their run for uh, to, to safety and escape, or is it that 
they are going to continue to try and defeat the evil, as it were, um, and try and, you know, rescue their friend, as their friend won't rescue it. Um, I suppose it depends on how things were going. I mean, maybe at that point in time, if I were the GM, I would have it as a plan B. I'd maybe aim to have it happen, see how the characters are reacting and behaving. If there's one of them that happens to get hooked by something that they've seen, if you try and dangle a little morsel that one of them bites onto, have them become that. In theory, if they're a good enough player, they might put pick up what you're putting down and you can lead it to that way. And then it's up to the others to make their decision based on it. Cool. So I, I, I would, so yeah, as, like I said, I would, I'd keep it very similar. So I would have uh, the kind of the main antagonist um, being uh, Sister Imperator. Um, I would lift her directly from the video slash ghost mythos uh, to function as as uh, the uh, the antagonist because like you say whether it's a player character or um, an NPC she is the one who who kind of anoints the new uh, papa um, so she's the one who's trying to she's the one with an agenda at the party everyone else is there for the coronation yeah it it's it's her who is uh looking out for the like i said whether it's a player character or an npc she's the one looking for this chosen one and to seduce him to the darkness if people listening to this are not aware of what the mythos is how would you play this uh imperator character what what sort of um uh personality traits or behavior would she be for example someone sneaky would she be charismatic would she be welcoming or would she have a sharp tongue um i think um because you mentioned obviously 50s gumshoe i think um there would be something of the you know the femme fatale stock character as in uh, charismatic and intriguing, but to the players, at least, if not their characters, something slightly not quite right. Are we thinking uh, Joan Crawford in Whatever Happened to Baby Jane? Sort of like aware of their self-worth and their, their, their fame, but at the same time, quite damaged and under the surface or uh, poorly hidden under the surface, quite a, an angry person. Yes, but with uh, definitely able to play the wounded gazelle, i.e. if the players were to insult her, uh, eager to play off any perceived offence or anything as, as a misunderstanding and, and and always trying to manipulate everything to the way she wants it to go. Obviously, players that kind of pick up on that character archetype may well fight against it, or they might lean, see what's, 
what what's being gone for and lean into it um but that's definitely how i would uh at least her initial characterization would be yes the uh the the kind of innocent damsel in distress or well not in distress but the innocent damsel who is very you know not very far below the surface isn't so innocent after all um there is a parallel that i found that you could start on and lead the game to as well is that the the plot of the story is quite similar to the rocky horror show so it could end up being i mean you could start with this way or it it could end up being this way very campy very tongue-in-cheek i mean if you're gonna start that way you could even you know prep little music numbers you could even have the homoerotic overtones of the frankenweeners and the um the, the sweet transvestite from transylvania maybe removing imperator or, or and nihil altogether or having them in there and again having them lean heavily into this weird thing maybe they could be for anyone who hasn't seen rocky horror show i apologize the aliens at the end who do in fact actually kill everyone and leave in a spaceship because i guess you could even go for the roller coaster effect uh it's all very dark and creepy to begin with transitioning into uh the campy style and then i guess you could even bring it uh down again however i do think once you kind of invite people to get caught up in the kind of campy nonsense i think it would be very hard to bring people down from that i think people would enjoy that and it would be hard to uh bring people down from that energy without making them feel like you were spoiling their fun i think i think if you go campy you have you have to lean lean into it 100% yeah i i agree yeah you couldn't then suddenly go rocks fall everyone dies well you could cuz that in a way is a stupid cliche campy ending but you'd have to be <laughs> jazz has doing it with jazz hands the whole time <laughs> yeah that, that, that's what i'm saying you but you'd have to be I I I think you'd have to see. You always have to, as like a GM, read the kind of mood and feeling the players have. But I think it would be particularly important there that uh, everything maintain. Like once the campy tone is like once people are really into it, you want people to have fun. And I think once you've got people camping it up, once people have kind of come out of their shells a bit maybe and and got into it pulling it away i i I think will people will people will come away from that going like it was good but i didn't like the end i think that's that's you're 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 at serious risk of that basically if you go for the campy version basically make it the best damn campy version you can Oh yeah, definitely. I I would agree. Um, 
there's not a lot of action set pieces with the material that it wasn't really expected they would be but so rather than saying what action set pieces or what um kind of scenes you'd keep what i'd want to know is uh and i uh, don't worry i will answer myself uh how would you interpret the uh the dancers because obviously you have the there's quite a mix of different people but you've then got the dancers that would be more at home in an eric pride's video that's probably a really old reference for anyone listening um what's a what's a modern dance music person the macarena okay yeah they they would be more at home in the macarena good save um <laughs> that so yeah how would you and i think that because they're such a centerpiece of the video despite having very little relation to the to the plot how would you involve them how wh- how would you what would be your dancers moment you've put me on the spot because i my intention was to not include them at all so um the answer is i'm afraid i just simply do not know i my intention was to not include okay um because i i i I definitely like the idea of uh you know leotard Um, i would give them the the plague doctor masks um that they wear at some point um just for a little bit of traditional uh make them a little bit more traditionally intimidating would they keep them on throughout then so do we are are we talking uh plague doctor masks leotards and i believe it was very noel fielding-esque silver booties yes they would it would be kept the same but i would put the the plague masks on them and i would have them as uh high kicking uh 80s workout video dance combat i if the so when i say how would i use them if the players chose to be aggressive or violent in their solution uh the enemies they would fight would be uh you know 1980s aerobics these 1980s aerobics dvd plague doctor uh ninjas monk things i i I think that that would be that would amuse me anyway who cares if anyone else is amused i mean i mean i do but they they wouldn't be there for any sort of plot point or anything they would just be included for for what really maybe i'm missing your point Oh, just that I, I, I would use them that if if a fight broke out, I would use them as the primary uh enemy combatant. Right, so they're, just, they're just, your, your your rank and file foot soldiers then. Yeah, just because I like the idea of uh the players being beaten up by what are effectively you you, you know what I mean when I say a nineteen eighties aerobic video, don't you? I know they're missing the leg warmers and some of the the other trappings but they're basically that i'm i'm seeing jane fonda aerobics i know he's 90s but i'm picturing mr motivator and to a certain extent that leo sayers fella from america yeah 
basically just the idea of the players being beaten up by someone like that just really tickles me. So that is how I would use them. But I wouldn't make them aggressive on their own. It would be they would they would be tough. And so the players who might think these sparkly booty leotard wearing people would be a pushover would discover that's not the case at all. So I think we've discussed all the bits that we 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 like about it, or at least the ones that uh, speak to us. So let's get on and systemize. Systemize. Okay, so I had quite a pedestrian uh, interpretation of this. I think I think you had you definitely had the more fun out there ideas, and just like my original ideas being pedestrian my first thought was the classic call of cthulhu um which uh is pretty much the for horror the the go-to standard you know it's it's not a uh, interesting choice but it is a solid choice it's it, it it is a good game however you could use fear itself or trail of cthulhu which if you wanted to really um, highlight the investigation, um, because they are the horror implementations of the gumshoe system, which is um, the system by Robert Laws for uh, investigative focus games where investigation is the main design focus. But yeah, I uh, not being very uh, creative, Call of Cthulhu, or the horror gumshoes? Um, my new ideas that have come to light within the last half hour aside, uh, three sort of themes have, have come from it for me. There's the, the horror element, the investigative element with the horror sort of secondary to it, and then the campy version. So with the horror, You'd want something with, say, for example, Ten Candles or Dread, where unexpected things have major consequences, but also get far worse as time goes on. So inevitably, your Tenth Candle leads to the TPK, or the more Jenga uh, pieces that have been pulled from the tower, the wobblier it gets and the more likely it is to tumble. You know, inevitably, as things progress, you're more tired. These leotard plague doctors have beaten you to within an inch of your life. You know, you've been mentally pounded to the ground by Imperator in wicked ways and the, the evil laughs and possibly the manor itself is an ever-ending corridor or a strange sort of non-Euclidean um, architecture where you're going around and around and around on MC Escher stairs. Eventually something's going to give and then the, the Jenga Tower falls. So I would say 10 candles or dread. For the campy side of things, I would say fiasco. Um, my experience with fiasco has been nothing but hilarity. Um, I don't think that's to do with the system itself, more the way we played it. But if I could play it, if I could play this story the way we did previously, I would find it very enjoyable. But I, I, I agree. Um, I think that would be a great way to do the more campy version that you suggested. Yeah. 
I think for myself, the overall winner for either of them, but if I was going to take it sort of serious with an investigation side to it, I would say Kids on Bikes would be my um, my system of choice. Uh, again, we've played Kids on Bikes. I really enjoyed it. It helped having moments of levity. It helps having some really dark, scary moments. I, maybe the comedy side of it came from me being silly. And if I were to keep my mouth shut, it could be kept scary uh, and horror-orientated the entire way through. Um, but it also lends nicely to sudden character death with no explanation. Sorry, you've had your last chance and you're out. You know, again, you could involuntary spring Imperator choosing her chosen one and having him become the chosen one, Nihil, without that character's uh, consent. It might just happen, that being the final thing that happens, you know? But I would say Kids on Bike would be the, the one. Cool. So without further ado, let's summarize. Summarize. Okay, I know I... I... I said I wasn't going to spoil it earlier, but I think my tone of voice gave it away. Yes, I'd love to play this, especially especially using Dread or uh, making a fiasco play kit for it would be a great Halloween party, I think. Would you say that your love of the band is, is bias, or is it simply the story itself just lends itself um, and really, as Mr... I say, or Mr. Emiratus himself would say, tickles your taint. No comment. I, I, I believe you're allowed to refuse to comment if it would incriminate yourself, but no comment slash yes, it, almost certainly I am biased, yeah. Um, so is that, would you like to run it or would you like to play it? Uh, I think I'd be happy with either, really. I think either would, there'd be a lot of fun to be had on either side of the table. For myself, splitting it up into those two categories, into those two questions. If I was able to master create intention and horror, then I'd say yes. I'd, I'd certainly give it a crack of the whip. Currently, no, probably not. I don't think I have, I'm not mature enough to be able to carry the story without suddenly making some sort of nonsense um, reference and suddenly and sharply twisting uh, from horror into to levity. Um, to play it, Kids on Bikes loved it. Dread loved it. Um, because we with Dread, you could make the maps in advance. You're drawing them on pen, on paper, and nonsense is happening. And even then, when there is nonsense, because if I recall when we played, there was a pot-smoking... Uh, was he a wood-beaver? <laughs> Muskrat? <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my, yeah, muskrat. There was a muskrat, um, and even then, there was still the element that that was creepy and scary, and I could still picture it in my mind's eye as a dark wooded encampment. Uh, yeah, I, I'd love, I'd love to play this. In fact, I would request that um, you make this happen as a birthday present or just a present because you love me. But I, I, this is, I'd be very upset if we didn't play this at some point. Well, as I said, it, I, I think it would make the perfect uh, kind of Halloween event and your birthday's just after Halloween, pretty much. I can't wait so... that long. I can't wait that long. <laughs> no, wait, tomorrow. 
break okay, lockdown not... rules, wear your mask, come tomorrow. Okay, not tomorrow, but I'll say watch this space. <laughs> well, I can't wait for that. And I hope what we have provided today um, will inspire you people who are listening, you three, to... Um, I'm over-egging the pudding a little bit. You won, and that's probably me, to listen to and uh, go out, have a look at the video, get inspired, take some notes, uh, try and make it serious, try and make it serious with a bit of fun, try and make it fun, whichever you prefer. Just go out, have some fun with it. This is definitely a game I would love to play. I hope that you do too. I think that actually worked as the end. That was a good one. I just, I think because I've got, um, I feel invested in this one because I want to play it. So that was Dance, our episode on. Carb. Dance, Carb. Hope you've got some good ideas out of it. So next time you need something that inspires you, you won't just theorise, but adventurise. And if you do, please let us know. Um, all the social links to socials found in the show notes. And we'll catch you next time.